0: It's time for your mind to scream less and for you to screw more. I'm Rachel Wright, a non monogamous queer psychotherapist and your host.
1: Hello friends and welcome back to the right conversations. Today is a very special episode because your girl is recording from bed today for the very first time ever because she is throwing up with morning sickness. We're just keeping it real around here as we usually do. Um, But I have two guests today that are the perfect people to have while I mute myself and throw up in a trash can. We have Amy Baldwin and April Lampert. You may know them from the incredible podcast called Shameless Sex or their new book titled The Same, which is choose your own pleasure path to unlock the sex life you've been waiting for. Ladies, welcome to the show. Uh, nice to be here, Rachel.
2: Yeah. Sorry I can't hold your hair back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like I would be there. April, hold your hair back. I'll have the bucket and, and catch oh, your, we'll change your bucket vomit. For yeah. You. yeah. Oh,
1: so sweet. <laughs> catch you on so the back. Sweet. See, I tell you're doing I a great, very good
2: job. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Thank
1: you. So, before we dive into this book, the podcast, all all the things, will you tell everyone who maybe doesn't know who you are, who you are, what you do, what lights you up?
2: We are April and Amy from Shame Sex, but I'm Amy speaking, so I should have said Amy in April, <laughs> the Shame Sex podcast. Uh, I'm uh, Amy Baldwin, and I um, have been a sex educator since 2008 and uh, used to own a brick and mortar uh, sex shop with my mom, yes, mother-daughter dildos in Santa Cruz, California. We owned it for 12 years, uh, sold it to Good Vibrations, which is another lovely sex toy Um chain. Uh, And in 2019, right before the pandemic, thank goodness, because that would have been really hard. But we still have the online store, purepleasureshop.com, if you want to see me and mom there. Uh, So yeah, sex educator, teaching sex ed workshops. um, And then I also became a sex and relationship coach in 2016. So I work with uh, clients privately, but that's not really my primary focus these days. Uh, I also am the lead educator for Uberlube, my favorite lubricant company in the entire world. Uh, and Me I work with. Too. It's amazing. Uh, actually, we put it. We lost our voices this week. We've been putting it in our mouths to coat it's our throat. It's also drugs.
3: good for acid reflux. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah.
2: promote it, but for mine. Yeah, the company can't say use it for acid reflux, but we did use it at a Korean restaurant once, and it worked quite well. And it's great for sex, and yeah. also for sex. Uh, and so I've been their lead educator for ten years, um, and April and I have been traveling the the world uh, working for. She'll talk about the awesome sex toy company that she's actually a co owner for. Uh, But we've been traveling the world for many years teaching about sex and pleasure, specifically about sex toys, but also other aspects of sex. And uh, in 2017, we guested on Sex with Emily's podcast and because we're good friends with Emily as well. uh, And we loved it. And we just decided, why don't we do this? April's going through a divorce. (laughs) I was going through a heartache with a tumultuous relationship, one of those ones that you're in for five and a half years and should have left like after three days, one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was hooked. I was addicted. Um, and so we started the podcast and it, it has been our favorite uh, offering creation, job, career that we've done. We like to talk a lot, as you'll, you'll be able to tell, and why we're raspy voices right now. Um, <laughs> and and then it turned into writing a book that um, we started writing in 2020, I believe, and it is, just came out in November of 2023. And I'll let April talk so I can rest my voice for five seconds. Oh, good job, Amy.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm April Lampert, and I too have been in the, I, I will call it the pleasure products industry since 2008. Actually started, uh, Amy and I were besties. We, I was studying to take the LSATs because I'm a, a pre-law. I have a Bachelor's of Science in Environmental Law. And so I was studying for my LSATs and working at a restaurant with Amy. And Amy and I became instant friends. And she was opening this sex shop before uh, with her mom, and she thought I should work there. And I came from the Midwest, from Wisconsin, and very conservative um, in, in terms of talking about sex and what sex should be. And, um, and never spoke to anyone about it. And I thought she was absolutely nutty for thinking that I would be good at that. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, just try it. I'm like, well, I can't just work at a sex shop. Like I don't even have a vibrator. And she's like, well, I'll change that. She gave me my first vibrator, which was from a company called fun factory. So I ended up um, working as a manager, their first, and I think maybe only a manager for just, uh, like about a year and a half. And then, um, moved abroad to Israel. Um, cause I met my now ex-husband, but he's a beautiful human who is Israeli. And, uh, when I came back, I actually got a job offer from fun factory and I became their director of sales and traveled all around. That's a German toy company. And then, mm-hmm. um, Amy and I started the podcast. And then in 2017, you know, sometimes when your life gets flipped upside down, I was going through a divorce. Um, I needed to get out of LA. I was living in LA and not very happy. And um, decided to not change careers but change companies and went with a company that um i adored called hot octopus but they specialized in penis products so specifically for uh penis owners so uh i didn't really know how to take that but uh I helped them expand their line, do product development using my uh, skills. And um, now they have 11 products, and I became a partner in that brand. And they evolve the products. And products, they for vulva vulva owners. products and anal toys. And, and um, yeah, using my expertise in the industry. And I'm a certified sex educator now. And uh, really, a, I have dedicated my life to the business of other people's pleasure and my own too. And uh, shameless sex is absolutely. Uh, an incredible resource for people that is still free, just like the right conversations, right? it's It's a great resource for people to just better their pleasure and um and their relationships.,
1: oh, love so much. And yes, it is. So how did you guys decide on shameless sex? Like, I know for me, shame is obviously a huge theme. My therapy practice is shame free therapy. Like shame is something that comes up for a lot of people around sex. and so i'm I'm interested in knowing how that name came to be for you guys and like what it means to you
3: well i want to start because amy she is the naming queen like she's really good at and so it took all of five minutes and then we saw if the you if the if the url was available and she's like this is available this is ours (laughs) and because we we were like what should we call this new adventure and originally we didn't we didn't go in to make money we didn't go into um do much of anything other than have conversations about sex and relationships, which we had been doing for years already as individuals and friends would come to us uh, with questions about sex. And Amy was like, hmm, I think it should be shameless sex. And it did not take, I think, maybe five minutes, maybe three (laughs) minutes. And after that URL was available, and I know that Amy, with her experience, in human sexuality and studying, um, everything that you studied also in psychology, uh, shame came up a lot. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't have much shame back then. I thought I didn't, didn't know yet. <laughs> because I just, I just didn't understand, uh, I mean, really, this was a long time ago and uh, I'm I'm evolving. So that's that's a good sign that things things are happening. But Amy, is that what is that what you thought in the show Shameless? Well,
2: obviously, sex is going to be in the title, although if we took sex out, then we wouldn't be banned in a lot of places. Right. It'd be like we were like Shameless Intimacy, which I mean, intimacy to me is, yes, sex is a part of intimacy. But when people are using intimacy as the filler word for sex so that you can show up on YouTube. Yeah, I don't love that. In, but like, I can be intimate with April right now and it has nothing to do with sex, right? So right. It's right. very different. Or not different, but it doesn't have to. It's like an umbrella term. So, so yeah. we went with sex. And the shameless part was, originally it was like, okay, we're going to teach people to eradicate shame. And then we were like, wait, wait, wait that's not how it works. Right. We don't just like kill yeah. shame. First of all, like shame is also like, it's not necessarily that, you know, the devil. Um, It's right. <laughs> it's, it's not like, okay, we got to get rid of it and then we'll be good forever. And it's the worst. Uh, Cause we, we don't want to shame the shame part of sex either. Uh, if that makes sense to anyone. So instead it was, Shameless sex means how can we teach people to use shame as a teacher or inspire people to use shame as a teacher of, okay, how is this showing up in my life? How is this affecting my life and preventing me from connecting with myself or others on a deeper level or in a way that I want to? Um, And usually it seems like it shows up as, at least to me, like invisible armor. Um, And I like to Mm -hmm. envision it as like different layers of armor. Like when I am like thick in Amy's shame world, it's like stainless steel, like nothing's getting in there, which is brilliant because my system is like, we don't trust the world or we don't trust ourselves. And so we don't feel good. So we're going to put up this layer meaning It doesn't mean that people can't like, you know, put a hand on me, but like I, if they do, I can barely feel it because I'm closed off or I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like something like that. Um, and then as I work with shame as like, as the teacher, it's what is it trying to show me that i Um, need to shift in myself that I need to work on in past stuff that is still here um, and likely some form of trauma um, all the shame not for all all people shame isn't necessarily trauma so so instead it's it's shameless but it's not that we will always be shameless it's it's shameless it's Mm -hmm. we're going to try to be as shameless as possible knowing that she, life will continue to potentially throw curveballs of shame. and But the hope is that as we gain tools through the, this work, we will know how to work with it in a more effective or easier gender And way. there's
3: no hierarchy of
2: shame no. or trauma. No. So yeah.
3: just know
1: that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. Let's talk about the book because I am so excited for people to get their hands on this. There are not enough good guide sex books out there. There are some great ones. This is clearly in addition to that stack. So if somebody doesn't know anything about you, they're hearing you for the first time, how would you describe the book?
3: Okay, so in a nutshell, I, Amy's gonna go deeper into the concept, I think. But I, I after the book was written, um, Amy and I were like, whoa, this is a book that I could have used when I was in my teens, right? Even though it's about sex and people are scared, but for, from where I was brought up, I would have loved to buy this book and to figure out what the hell was going on uh, in terms of what was happening with my sex life and how I was interacting with um, different relationships, right, and different and different partners when I was younger, and then in my twenties, it would have totally helped me. In my thirties, it would have been great to have it. And I can tell you, I'm 41. Uh, I've relied on the book before because it it goes in depth um, with all of the amazing experts that we've interviewed on our show. So it's not just Amy and I giving people advice, uh, but we've have this pool of content right on our show that um yeah. is endless that people can go and dive into different um different concepts but um we took those questions from our listeners and we had hundreds if not thousands of questions from our listeners and we realized on some level they all pretty much had about eight different um nuances or themes going on and so we started categorizing these and then not only generalizing them to make them more uh, less gendered if they were gendered or um, uh, if they had different um, relationship styles or orientations. um, They all did fit into these eight general themes, which is our eight chapters. And it's the book that I know Amy as well. We've talked about it's like, I wish I had this book my whole life because you can come back to it again and again and again. Now, obviously it's, Explicit content, which I don't really think it is. So, so explicit. We can't tell, we can't tell like 14-year-olds to read it. However, I would not be offended if, um, if my um, goddaughter read it or my stepdaughters
1: read it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. Go ahead. So just for anybody, we keep it like super fucking real on the show. Like explicit content for in terms of like it says fuck it talks about sex but like what are we really talking about
2: vagina uh there's yeah there's there are a number of diagrams and it's of like it more so like internal anatomy so you can see the structure of a vulva and that vagina or for a vulva owner um and or a penis owner or the anal structure or anal canal um things like that so it's like so explicit no i mean we wouldn't talk i mean i don't even think our
3: podcast it's is explicit some things about like acts of sexual violence that have happened to us just like because we weave in our stories
2: which could be that could be Actually, maybe like a trigger warning as opposed yeah. to explicit though like I mean, if we're yeah okay it, expi- it, yeah so but explicit would say would be yes we say fuck uh, we talk about some of our own stories in having sex and i but i think what what like the society is deemed as explicit is just talking about sex is now explicit yeah, yeah. Um, and also if we use words like fuck and cock instead of like vagina and make love. Hmm.
1: Okay. So. okay. <laughs> so basically for any like parents or caregivers or someone with any sort of like teen in their life, give it a read yeah. first, but like Check it, it might be great for, yeah. for them.
2: Yeah. See how you feel. I mean, we, we talk about things like, you know, kink, BDSM. And I know some people are like, I don't want my young person to read about those things. They're not ready for it. But I can tell you, like, you know, if if you're you're I, when I was 15 or 16, I was already discovering that I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't have words to put to it um, and had a lot of like unsatisfying um, sexual experiences from there on, like up until like my mid twenties, when I finally discovered more about kink that I actually was someone that as even at a young age was into some sort of like dominant submission thing, but I didn't have the word. So if I was 15, I read that, would that really harm my life now that I had the language? I don't know. But are you all, I'm not going to tell parents what to do. Yeah. That's not our job. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, I don't know, something that I hear a lot is exactly what you just said, which is like, I don't want my kid knowing about this yet. And I think that for a lot of kids, especially teenagers, like, it's just a matter of when they're going to learn about it. Like, there's so much discourse surrounding this stuff in the public discussion now, which I think is great. That wouldn't you rather have your kid or teen read about it in a way that's accurate versus like asking their friends or looking at porn and seeing something that might be more extreme or not accurate or hearing a definition that's not true. Like I remember hearing the definition of 69 from a friend, a definition, what 69 is from a friend in middle school. And I asked my mom, because we had like an open dialogue around sex and she asked me to tell her what they said. And it was not at all sure. <laughs> <laughs> what it is. And she was like, do you want to know what it is? And like, I'm so glad, you know, and then she told me and I was like, ew. And like, I didn't want to talk about it anymore. Um, but that was it. Like I, then I knew and it was done. And yeah. otherwise who the fuck knows how long I would have gone thinking what this friend told me was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. also with this book too. thank you for sharing that because that's, that's how people get their information, especially before the internet right before yeah. there was, um, the, the social media and, and all of the, the vast world of the, of the wide web. Um, and it's, um, people can find whatever information they want to about yep. anything. And also this, it, this book, you know, it's this choose your own pleasure path. So it's framed after that choose your own adventure kind of um, if, if anybody read those books in the 80s, I think some people are like, like goosebumps. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, yeah, oh. so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it, you could go back and choose a different outcome to to get what you want, what you desire. And it does um, make you the book, not make you, but I invite you to go back to different chapters if you get stuck in a place where- um, the outcome that, that's, um, that, that you're desiring isn't happening. So you can go back to a different chapter and practice the tools. Um, and this book, it really is teaching people about their own pleasure because Mm -hmm. it really does start with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that applies to anyone at any age and any relationship style, again, orientation, um, this, we didn't gender, um, anything when we you know obviously we wanted people to think about it um in terms of themselves so however they identify uh
2: we didn't want to be like he or she or you know heterosexual and it's Sometimes not there's things i was like you know i'm a woman like, and yeah. a of man or something like that and that was that was the sex question so yeah we wanted it to be um as uh, approachable or inclusive as possible and pl- and fun too though right like it's sex so the are the way that we wrote it is it's kind of like a journey or an adventure hence the choose your own adventure, but ours is choose your own pleasure path because that's trademarked. Um, and ours is nonfiction, but so, and it's very much goes hand in hand with shameless sex, right? Like on our podcast, we have all these, you've been on our show before Rachel, and you're going to come back on our show, right? We, we invite all these different folks with different perspectives to give you all these ideas on the many ways that you can create your your sexual vision or dream, because you're different from the next, you're different from us, you're different from Rachel, you're different from everyone. So our you know so our our podcast and our book, it was very important for us to be go from it in a way where we're not telling you who you should be or how you should act. It's well who. Who do you want to be? You know, what, what What are you curious about? What are you interested in? Um, what What is the outcome you want? Like, where do you want to go? And here's the many ideas or tools that can get you there in a fun, playful, informative, accurate, educational way. Um, so our book really um, embodies all of that. We actually came with the idea for this in 2018, but um, we were super busy, not ready to write this. But we we actually looked like are there choose your own adventure books for sex, but like nonfiction. <laughs> There's nothing out there. Uh, so when we actually talked to our agent, our our um, our publishers about it in 2020, they were like, "This is brilliant. It also goes very hand in hand with your podcast platform. So it feels it feels yeah. really good." To and we like, almost
3: create. put guide in the in the title, but yeah. sometimes if you. If people feel like they have to learn something, which they work, yeah. they do work. Like, well, yeah, I have to do work. I don't want a guide necessarily. Yeah, and yeah. So originally it was going to be like your guide to shameless sex, but then we're like, this isn't really just. I mean, it is, but we don't want people to get hung up on the fact that they think they have to learn yeah. something. Um, we want them to be entertained and learn on their own. Uh, on their own mm-hmm. accord
1: mm-hmm. or discord. I love that. Accord. I think it's so interesting that like subconsciously we will, some of us will be adverse to the idea that we're learning. And then Mm. for others, that's like what they're seeking. And so I think it's great that this kind of like buries the lead. And it's there. Because like Mm. for those of us who, you know, do want to, I'm one of those weirdos that's like front of the class, I want to like do all the things and like get that, give me the guide, you know, and I think that knowing that that is in there is really helpful for people like me and then for like you know the rest of normal people who just want to be entertained and and not do that um they can kind of slowly figure out that like if they want to they can go a lot deeper.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, their own pace and it's like they're you are the the creator of your 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 re- reality and future, and yes, other people contribute to that. And in, in our book, and shameless sex, and uh, we are here to support that. Uh, and we are not your. Your guides necessarily, but they we are there side by side with you. Also, make you laugh and have some fun and 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 process. Because it's again, it's sex, right? Like life is stressful enough. Let's let's try to like lighten up sex. And also, there's depth to it, right? I don't want unless sex to always be sunshine and rainbows and giggles, right? Sometimes it it involves crygasms and laughgasms and angergasms and um and no gasms at all, (laughs) and that's okay.
3: Sometimes it's awkward as fuck. Sometimes you're like, oh man. Sometimes I farted on your mouth when
2: you're like, yeah, sorry.
0: Sometimes I actually (laughs) got
3: poo on the bed after we
2: had anal. Like,
3: oh god. Yeah. Like,
2: okay, are we going to be really distraught about yep. that or are we going to be like, "Oh, this is sex and it's dynamic and who knows what's going to happen next as long as it's consensual, yep. it's good sex."
0: Tor- and bodies be bodies, you know?
1: Mhm.
2: Totally.
0: If you experience recurrent BV or yeast infections or struggle with vaginal symptoms like odor, discharge, pain with sex, or more, you are not alone. And you should totally test your vaginal microbiome with Evie. EVI has developed the world's first at home vaginal microbiome test and screens for more than 700 bacteria and fungi with a single swab, including those related to symptoms and infections. EVI also offers free one on one vaginal health coaching and innovative prescription treatment programs developed just for you by a provider. You can order your vaginal health test today at evvy.com, That's E V V Y.com and use code Rachel10 for $10 off your first test.
1: You know, one of the things that I really love about what you guys do and that I don't always see with people who are in the sex ed, sex space is you interview a fuck ton of people, like doctors, therapists coaches, other sex educators, other experts, like you interview and take all of their stuff and then like make it accessible and like not bite-sized necessarily, but like snack size for people to actually take in and enjoy. And I'm I'm wondering if there are any interviews that you had that really stick out or like were really impactful for for your lives.
3: But I, mean, I I, I will say that I think, of the 360 episodes, uh, I I would say 85% of those, there's been something juicy, and or sometimes maybe it's I'm like wow, I I would never I would never uh, incorporate that into my into my sex mm-hmm. life, but I think it's important for people to know about it, and there's always uh, these little nuggets of. Uh, of aha moments or of like, oh my God, this will really help someone, this bit of information or yeah. this tool or this technique or this this particular person um, can really help uh, other people out there. And I think that's, like Amy and I have talked about this many times over that we continuously get to learn every single week. We get free sex free bed every bed week. Every we get paid
2: week. to get sex ed every week. And, Best and some job ever.
3: heavy sex <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Though, yeah. Like, like we're going to do an episode on um genital, genital mutilation next mm-hmm. week with a doctor and genital mutilation doesn't get talked about. Now, is that sexy? People might be like, oh my God, why are they talking about that? Because there's 175,000 girls and women that get their genitals mutilated every single year. And this is 2024. And that's stats. And that's just the ones that are reported. And so people are living with their, their, uh, like some of them, their clitoris removed, some of them with their, you know, vulva zone sh- shut. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't necessarily affect me, but it impacts the world. And that isn't fair for people that, uh, this happened to, to not have information that can really help them lead, um, again, a life of pleasure mm-hmm. for them. So just, I mean, I'm not trying to go off topic, but it really yeah. is sitting with me. So things yeah. like this yeah. uh, that are important, we inter- we've we interviewed sex workers and yeah. um, escorts and all sorts of really interesting, cool people. And it, yeah, it, we, sometimes I've been bored maybe a couple times and we're like, okay.
2: Yeah. It's just, well, sometimes it's like, okay, this is information that is constantly shared. On, you know, like I mean, every episode is like communication is important. But yeah. So, so, they, so there's some moments like that, but for the most part, it's just such a wonderful gift and offering. And uh, one of the episodes that really stood out to me personally, and I know the number of it because it's also in our book and it, we reference it often is episode 126 with Jaya. Um, and I'm, you know, kind of like type A nerdy like april's point at me when talking about front of the class like i'm totally that person like let me learn all the sex facts <laughs> but i love a good formula and something that's easy to apply to life where it can help me to have a in an easy way a deeper understanding of myself and so she has this uh, erotic blueprints uh concept slash formula and then there's a whole quiz that you could take but she talked about in this episode and i it really helped me so much because um, I've always been someone that when I see a naked body as hot as you are, right, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, you're so sexy. I don't really, it doesn't really turn me on. I don't feel turned on. I'm not like, oh, now I want to fuck. Um, and, and I know other people have a different experience. They see naked bodies mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, or like, or someone just lightly touches me that I'm attracted to. All of a sudden I'm, I should feel turned on. Um, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why? What is? What's wrong or with me? Or and and I, but I knew like, okay, it's okay, but I don't fully understand it. And with with what what she talked about is these different blueprints, and um, you know, and it's beyond what she's you know, there's more than what she's talking about, I'm sure, but this is what she narrowed it down to is there's a sexual blueprint, there's sensual, there's kinky, there's a shapeshifter, um, and then there is what's the other one that I I'm can't forgetting? I'm forgetting what it is? But I think it's what I am. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, that. Where I said sexual? Yeah. Oh was, yeah. yeah. So there's five of them. And Energetic. It's mine. I That's thought my, it was a kinky one. Is yeah. there a kink one? I said kinky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Energetic. <laughs> okay. So what I realized, though, is that I'm an, a highly energetic person, meaning the energy involved in any sort of interaction, whether you are my long-term partner or a new lover, really matters. And I need to feel safe, connected, relaxed. All these pieces, and it starts with my brain, um, as it does for most people, but it may be in a bigger way than for someone who could just look at porn and get turned on easily, or look at their, mm-hmm. you know, partner's naked body, whom they love and are super attracted to. Um, and so, it really gave me permission to be a sexual person. And know that it's uh, completely okay that the way I get go into turn on arousal mode is different from some other people. And it's different from my current partner, right? He sees my naked body. He's like, oh, oh my God, I'm ready to fuck, right? He's just like, mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's a highly sexual person. I am a sexual person who's who's very energetic and sensual first and foremost, then kinky. And then like sexual at the end, meaning I get aroused by um, sexual content, uh, last, um, you know, the, as like kind of the last resource. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and that was really helpful. And I, I, I know it's helped a lot of other people who exactly. are like, I'm so different from my partners in the way we get turned on. We also just interviewed
3: Emily Nagoski, who wrote Come. Well, she yeah, wrote Come as Love War, her. and then Burnout. But then she's her Come new together. book uh, is coming out on January 30th. is called Come Together, and we just yeah. interviewed her. And it just came out last week, and and she's just brilliant. And every time she's on the show, I just soak Ugh. up all of her information and what she's putting out there. And she's a genius researcher. She, you know, she's got a PhD and, and uh, she's woven she, in our booklet. She, so many times is. Because she's, she's such amazing. a
2: great resource.
3: Yeah. And then Esther Perel, she hasn't been on our show yet <gasps> someday. And Biggest I think it's her. Yeah. <laughs> she, it's just, she's such an incredible person that I want to have on our show. Yeah. I,
1: loved I got to spend she, an evening no. with her uh, at love a panel me. I was speaking on. And I just, she's so great. We had such a nice time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Then call her first, okay, and yeah. let her know. It. It you got it. Go. She, yeah.
1: Hey, she follows me on Instagram, so maybe she'll Ooh, hear this. Oh, that's a big Esther, deal. Come, come I should, say. I hey. should just
3: yeah. I just <laughs> slip, okay. slip into her DMs. Yeah, right? yeah. Esther,
2: slide into her DMs. List, yeah. Listen,
3: Esther's checking okay.
2: all of her DMs.
3: Yeah, like, I'm before. sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, slide slide into her DMs. That'll so yeah. work. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so to kind of just wrap this up, because I want people to go listen to your podcast and read the book and all the things if you had to leave someone with something i know that's very vague but it's vague on purpose what do you want to leave that person with today okay amy
3: i'll go first okay. because i know i know exactly what i would say so i would say to anyone that okay it all starts with you okay that is so maybe cliche in a way. It's like, you got to love yourself. However, throughout my sexual journey as a human, uh, I've, I used to think that pleasure, my pleasure was the responsibilities of persons I was with over the years. And why, Mm. why is that, that person or uh, not, not able to make me orgasm, not knowing Mm. that It wasn't their responsibility. I wasn't giving direction. They weren't mind readers. They weren't necessarily, even in long term relationships, uh, I would think that they weren't good lovers because they couldn't get me off. Well, that's not necessarily the case. It's actually not the case at all. I know it's not the case for me anymore. And once I tapped into learning about my body, what my body craved, what my body really responded to, and also sometimes what it doesn't respond to, and that that can shift throughout the course of a human's lifespan uh, with Mm -hmm. age, with um, different medications, with uh, different, with childbirth, with different partners, not uh, each person. No one is alike. Their genitals are different. uh, their, Their hormones are different and their experiences are different. And so making assumptions about a lover that you're with or a partner that you're with, because previous partners it worked for them. They could orgasm. Why can't? Why can't you orgasm when I do that? And my last girlfriend. That's to shame, Davis. though, right? Yes, yes. yes, that's that's where shame yes. starts. And so mm-hmm. I was shaming myself for a long time because I could never orgasm ever with a partner, and that's because it this was in automation because I have been masturbating since I was five years old, and so and it had to be closeted my orgasms because mm-hmm. I. Th- I was ashamed. My mom would always say, "Don't touch your no-nos." Mm-hmm. You know, my my bits were my yeah. no-no zone, and I never wanted anybody to know uh that I was masturbating when I when I felt like it was bad. I was doing a bad thing. And yeah. so I had a lot of guilt every time I had an orgasm by myself, and I always thought based on what I saw in movies and and on TV that something was wrong with me because I couldn't orgasm or um have pleasure from a partner so I just always would make it about them and if they didn't orgasm with me I thought something again was wrong with me what did I do wrong right and right the fact that it always starts with you might sound so simple
2: or daunting or
3: daunting because some people might be like well that's not true because every time my partner goes down on me I can orgasm or every time my partner gives me a blowjob I can orgasm awesome that is great for you. That might not last forever. It might change with another partner. So knowing your body, understanding the sensations in your body, getting out of your head when you're um, in sexual experiences with um, others is really important. And that is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun.
2: Or or That's like, fucking beautiful. That's a mic drop moment yeah, there. Mic drop or, or like an honor too. It could be really frustrating, but also like, no, this is... And I what April was saying about like, you know, oh, you should love yourself before you love someone else. You don't have to love yourself. I mean, but like there are so many things to learn how to like in yourself. And yeah. um, so what I, what I would say is just two different things. One is just a very simple one, but I think is really important and kind of goes hand in hand with what I know that you stand for as well, um, is that no one gets to determine who you are as a sexual being or who you should be as a sexual being. You're the only person that yeah. gets to decide that. Um, and, it, and that includes your interests, the behaviors you want to do, the labels you take on, um, all those pieces. And so, if someone tries to tell you something that does not feel fitting to you, then then do not take that on, and do not let that be the shame, that armor that you wear. That's someone else's agenda. Um, and I wish I knew that when I was a teenager because I um, also had a lot of compliance sex because I thought, you know, there's a lot of ways that I should be as a sexual being, but also that's a lack of education. So um, so that was the first one. And then the other one I'd say is your body is fucking brilliant. And it can also be really frustrating. Like Rachel's over here, like throwing up in a garbage can, recording a podcast. <laughs> Which you could look at as like this is frustrating. But also, your body is doing something really intelligent. Yeah. Um. And so the frustrating moments, especially when you have trauma or sexual trauma, the body can shut down and do a lot of things that can be really challenging and like not seemingly not helpful but they're actually really smart because they're trying to teach you or show something or protect you. Um, and they're also brilliant in knowing what feels good, right? Oh, here's some, here's a good feeling. So you get the good, yummy sensations, you get all flush or, you know, so mm-hmm. so um, knowing that your body is brilliant and sometimes it can be, happen in frustrating ways and, and, and also really yummy, wonderful ways, um, I think is a great invitation to follow the thread of what your body is constantly 24-7 trying to show you and teach you. And maybe you're not always like, what's my body saying now? What's my body saying now? Uh, but uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity throughout our days and in our, in our lives where we can t- um, like slow down, especially. Like if we slow down, we can hear it more to pay attention to what our body's trying to show us. And then you follow that intent to that in each and every moment possible. And that often leads to growth, progress, and a lot of really great stuff.
3: And I also want to say one other thing, not to have the last word, I just because it came up for me yesterday.
2: i <laughs> uh, the closer though. No, uh,
3: well, I just, because shame can show up in so many various like ways like that sometimes the unexpected ways and and i love my body and i love my vulva but i've been watching this damn show on um naked attraction it's all oh like- my gosh
1: I've seen yeah, it. Or
3: something. And so my vulva, I started last night. Uh, my partner and I have been watching like an episode or two before, but it's a British show, everyone. And it's very, it's fascinating. It's a dating show based on, solely based on physical um, attraction. So you don't get to really learn about the person's personality. Anyway, all of these vulvas that are, they show the genitals, they show full naked uh, people. And all of these vulvas, uh, like don't have, i have barely seen maybe one with like a clitoris uh, or vulva that looks like mine because I have an Audi. So it means that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that uh, it means you're DTF. That's what my doctor friend that's a Chinese medicine, she's like, oh, you have an Audi vulva? That means you're down to fuck. I was like, I have been. But then all of these vulvas on the TV are making me feel like maybe something's wrong with me because I don't see anyone's clitoris. And I did this last night and I was like, hey, bro, lock it up. And I like went to my partner and I was like, do you think something's wrong with my vulva? And he's like, no, he's like, you've got an amazing book. So this is what I'm saying, not to bring it back to us about me, but this just happened to me last night where I went through a spiral. I was like, maybe yeah. my fault was ugly and I'm wrong. Oh, so yeah. it's not. So that and that is because what you see sometimes, um, um, that's not like you, right? Everybody wants what they don't yeah. have a lot of times. Um, yeah. And I'm not typically like that. I really value who I am and, and how I am, but it came up for me just last night. So I had to shamelessly share with y'all. Even uh, thank you
2: so much. Of the year of questions for own Volvo. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs>
1: yeah, them. Totally. I really, really appreciate you sharing that because I, I think that this happens to all of us at different points. And often the assumption is like somebody who's doing the work that we're doing or similar to it, um, you know, doesn't experience that. And that's just not true. And so I really appreciate stories like that because I think it, it really helps to normalize the process of like, oh, okay, no, I am normal for having these doubts that creep in. I don't have to shame myself for having questions or doubt or shame, um, which is just like shame on shame on shame on shame. Like, we don't need to layer it on. And my partner's doing it too by the
3: penises that are on there, by the way. He's like, so oh, you like I'm that sure. Cock? What about that yeah. cock? I'm like, yeah. he's like, no, no one's really circumcised on here. Is that like a thing? I was like, Well, it's British. Like, oh, yeah. my God. And so it was a whole, so I'm, yeah. just, I'm just not going to get off the wheel here, but it doesn't just... Start with me. He's fifty-five, and he did the same kind of thing. It's like, man, maybe we shouldn't watch this show anymore. No, I'm
1: going to continue watching. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you both so so much. I'm going to put a link to get the book, your Instagram podcast, all that in the show notes. Um, But for anybody who is driving more auditory, can you just say where folks can can find you?
3: We're everywhere. Shamelesssex.com is our website. We're everywhere. Books are sold, so you can find our book anywhere and. We're at every single handle. We're most active on Instagram and TikTok is at shameless sex podcast. So if you can remember shameless sex, you're probably in good shape.
2: Yep, you can find all the things shameless sex, and um, yeah, go and uh, let us know if you if you if you come to our Instagram, say we found you through Rachel. And also, um, just so you know, Rachel will be on our show again. We don't have the exact date, but if you love Rachel, you can also listen to our Shameless Sex sometime in the next couple months.
1: Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Yes, please go listen, and not just to my episodes. They have so <laughs> many good episodes. Like seriously, I promise you, if you have liked the sexual discussions and relationship discussions on this podcast you will love their podcast um mm-hmm. so go check it out leave a review you guys know what to do for a podcast like uh, yeah we don't have to say that mm-hmm. thank you both so much and thank, thank you. you for your patience with me as i am like a very happily pregnant but disabled person right now <laughs> um, yeah. just really appreciate it and we will talk to you soon thank you
0: that's all for today, you sexy folks. What questions came to mind as you were listening? Continue the conversation with me over on Instagram at the right underscore Rachel. And don't forget, please leave a rating and a review so that we can continue erasing shame and stigma together.